I know how the internet works. Internet boyfriends. Hello and welcome to another episode of Internet Boyfriends. I am Joey and with me as always is the Armstrong to my archer. Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> That's an excellent one. In in the Americas, some of our libraries have the ability they can uh digitally you can digitally read uh all the Valiant comics, which is really really cool. So yeah, it's I've, a it's a it's a solid line. It's been solid. I, I liked uh, Quantum and Woody was pretty pretty good, yeah. pretty charming, funny, and obviously Archer and Armstrong I think is probably my favorite of of all of them. Bloodshot's good too. Bloodshot's good. Exo Manowar gets good. Like it all like it all has its moments. The, ma- the magic stuff I could not get into. The Shadow Man and the the Doctor Barrage stuff I couldn't do. I'm actually going to try to read Shadow Man this week, but it's weird. It. It's not bad. It just wasn't for me. Well, it's Peter Milligan. I mean, yeah, and a good yeah. artist. I don't remember his name, but he's a good artist. But like, I just it just wasn't working for me. Okay, fair enough. Okay, well, <laughs> <laughs> this has been Valiant Corner. Yeah. So this episode, episode sixty-one, ten-ish years later, uh, it actually does have a title before we're recording. Because normally I pick the titles from something that you or I say after the episode. Mm-hmm. This one has an episode title, and we know what number it is and everything. Or actually, is it 61 or 60? I think it's 61. I don't know. Whatever. The reason why is because... It has a title and maybe a number. Maybe a number. Uh, five years ago, we recorded an episode called Five Years Later, which was me talking about uh, getting be, having, suffered, having problems with depression and then having to go to the hospital because I tried to kill myself and all of the things that happened around then about about all that. Mm-hmm. And that episode actually started off with you turning 30. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and, and to quote what you said at the beginning of that episode, and by the way, I don't recommend that anyone go back and listen to that episode. That's why I didn't start this off and say, like, there's a prerequisite for this episode there isn't don't go back and listen to the episode i cringed through the whole time of listening to it you you actually to quote you to start of the episode you said we've known each other for far too long yeah and that was five years ago yeah so i can only hope i've turned that ship around but well, you know you know what i mean when i say that i, I know it I wasn't do, a I sincere do. far too long it's just a, oh man we're old far too long yeah i i think i think in an honest mainly me mainly yeah. me being old I hey hey when, when last time I got to see you you said I looked older than yeah. someone who was older than I am so already I well look but not arm yeah, yeah. I am pretty stressed out all the time so that's probably <laughs> part of part you're of not the quite a uh, mole man yet no I'm I'm stressed out a lot and I'm losing my hair so but he, got, but he's I, still a little older. he's in his thirties isn't he or was before he died the first time one he's one year older than I am <laughs> okay. So. Perpetually, he's one year older than I am, and he is uh, ten times cooler than I am. So, he, every once in a while, he gets upset about things, but generally, he doesn't have that low level, like simmering stress like I do, which we'll get to. But I think I think our relationship has gotten better, yeah, every year, generally. Uh, and and maybe maybe five years ago is when we turned it around. Who knows? I don't know. Certainly, I I can't I can't say, but. I will say that you followed up talking about that by saying that you would only ever get married <laughs> if you could get married for the tax breaks. Uh, clearly that didn't happen. Clearly uh, that didn't happen. Although I haven't looked into the tax breaks. Maybe we do get good ones. <laughs> but uh... 
Well, don't worry because we continue. We we swam together down that river of bullshit uh, by saying that uh, I was most long term compatible with my most recent ex at the time. Who <laughs> now we look back, we're just like, what the, yeah, what the hell? And then finally, seventeen minutes into the episode, we like we're we're now seventeen minutes into this call but only a few minutes into this episode. So we're already doing a lot better than we used to. We're sure. getting right to the topic. 17 minutes into the podcast, we talked about uh, me becoming, uh, me getting hospitalized, mm-hmm. uh, going to therapy, and then having uh, my therapist. I don't really know exactly what happened because I wasn't pretty to everything that was going on, but I think it's fair to say that I went to her office in the morning. She talked to me about everything that was going on, and then she called, uh, called around to a couple hospitals until somebody had an opening, and then I was escorted by the police to a hospital where I stayed for a week, uh, where they monitored me for a week and kept me away from family, but not friends. Friends came to visit, and and then I was released into my grandmother's care. And that was 10 years ago, 10-ish years ago. So we're recording this now in February, so we're supposed to, we're supposed to record this back in December, but I, I kind of put it off because I didn't want to... I didn't want to record this episode. I didn't. I, it took me a while to listen to the episode, the original, the five years episode, mm-hmm. and and then it took me probably twice as long to sort of write out my notes for this episode, and then it probably took me twice that length to actually get around to sort of scheduling this with you and saying like we should really do this because um I didn't want to do it, which I, I guess is it's a good uh, reason to do something sometimes. Yeah, yeah, it's a good reason to do something. It's a good uh, a good reason to to finally power through and 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 do a thing but i guess this is also a pretty good time to say i guess trigger alert normally i'm not very i i know i know that you and i don't take things seriously a lot of times but i, but I really i mean you I, know. I i i'm not saying don't say it yeah yeah i mean i'm a, and i'm a bit like five years late on this too because generally anybody who knows me probably knows all this information already but and, and I, i'm gonna not really go into a whole lot of detail here i went into way more detail on the five years episode that one should have had a trigger warning yeah. for sure but if you don't know me and you haven't been listening to the podcast since 2010 which i don't know why you would but uh in december 2005 uh i was hospitalized uh for being severely depressed and trying to commit suicide i was a real mess uh and it started actually on thanksgiving so that was december thanksgiving was about two weeks before that and it was Thanksgiving Day. There was a, a big fight with my family. And um, what happened was I, being 21 at the time, yeah, that would make sense because 10 years ago, I'm 31 now, uh, 21, I was supposed to go out with friends and and spend time with other people, but because it being Thanksgiving, I was with my family, and that kind of just uh, brought me to just, uh, I don't know, I guess I, I guess you could say I snapped. I don't know. I, I, I On the five years episode, I tried to make light of this. I made a lot of jokes about it. I, I tried my best to, to be, to, to bring a lot of levity to what was not a very good situation for me. And I think as I've gotten older, I care a lot less about all of this i mean 
it, if it's happening with somebody else, certainly, it, I mean, obviously everybody else's depression I take very seriously. And I do take my own depression very seriously. I, 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 I care about myself a lot more now than I ever did. But I, I, I become very flippant about talking about this. And I know that that can be very weird for people. That I've had, I've had dinner with people and they'll ask me about um, my arm. Uh, all up and down my arm, I have scars on my arm. The reason why is because that Thanksgiving, um, I self-mutilated, and it was really bad. And I don't know how else to say that or how to soften that, but that's what happened. And then when I went to go see my therapist when I returned back to college, because she was a school therapist, uh, I had to drop out of school and spend a week in the hospital. And uh, I'm not going to go into details about the rest of it because I, I already I, I did on that episode, and I don't really find it to be relevant now i think what's i i hate the episode i i really yeah i dislike hate the episode we did five years ago um at I, the time I lots of people liked it yeah no like I know. You, people yeah. felt touched by it people like i i understand you have five years more perspective on it now and that's gonna make it look quaint for lack of a better, like <laughs> It's, it's, not, it's not so much quaint. It's that I just I, – I, at the time, I was trying very hard to turn my life into a coherent narrative. Yeah. And on in the context of Internet Boyfriends, I was trying real hard to be goofy and, and dumb and, and to have people like me because I didn't feel good enough. And I was in that – firmly entrenched in that phase and in that attitude in my life. And it was a lot of me saying things that I thought I should have said instead of how I actually felt. Sure. And I, I think for just for starters, I don't think that 26 year old me or 25 year old me was even capable of saying anything substantive about suicide or self-care because I, I wasn't out of the woods yet at that point. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I that was in my 20s. I tried to kill myself four times and. I, what I didn't know then is that I was not on the other side of that fourth time at that point. I uh, There's a huge difference between I don't want to kill myself right now and I don't want to kill myself. Mm -hmm. And and that is and that's the difference between five years later and ten years later. That's a thing. I mean, when people say to you, if you have depression or you have mental illness, and they say, you know, it gets better, and if you just you know, tough it out or, you know, you fight through this, things will get better. They kind of do because by living, by the very act of living and, and getting treatment and getting help and, and doing your best, you hopefully get from, I don't want to kill myself right now to, I don't want to kill myself. Mm -hmm. Now that I've had a chance to kind of think back on 10 years of being alive instead of five, I become a lot less ashamed of what happened, even though this is this is very stilted. I know, I, I know that this is me kind of adding a lot of verbal pauses and, and stumbling over my words and, and everything else because I have notes, but I don't really know what to say about any of this because I think I've stopped trying to turn my life into a story. Both by I've I'm not going to say I, I haven't given up writing. I still write as much as I can, but that's not my job anymore. And so just by just because of that, I think I've I've backed off a lot on trying to turn my life into something that that um 
has a has a, a an act structure to it or or has a sort of a emotional payoff or or something mm-hmm. you know it, it's an ongoing it's an ongoing thing it it looks now 10 years later far more like a, a neat story than than it did 5 years ago because there's a far more of a progression and and an, an actual arc there uh instead of an arc that kind of only half completed itself, and and I, I spent I spent a lot of time in my twenties trying to write about this stuff and to, to write a write a book about it. I wanted to write a book about it, and and I never knew how to write that book because I never had an ending. Because in real life, I never had an ending. No one ever handed me an ending and said, you know, you're better now. Everything's okay. You know, everything worked out because it never really did. It just slowly changed. Um. I'm less ashamed of what happened, as I said, mm-hmm. but I guess I'm more ashamed of how I've acted in response to what happened at times. Why? Because I think I think that's how we are as people. I don't think I'm alone in that. I don't think I don't think that I'm alone to look back five years ago and say that child that I was was not fully capable of understanding his circumstances. Oh, absolutely. Really absolutely. Of, yeah, yeah. I mean... But you had to contextualize that that was a five-year younger person. Like, it's not... You can't be, feel bad about that. You did the best you could at the time. And it worked. Yeah. Ultimately. Like, don't feel shitty about this. No, 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 no. It, I, I, I don't... Maybe that's a white person thing <laughs> that I, I feel... I feel ashamed I don't feel shitty. Okay. I... I feel ashamed when someone talks to me about the past and I look back on what happened, I feel ashamed based on certain things that were, were said that I said, certain things that I did, certain um, things I didn't say, uh, ways that I acted, so on and so forth. But I, 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 I guess also too, because I didn't, I wasn't capable of being a part of the world then. And now I barely am. <laughs> like I'm, I'm right on the cusp of where I feel like I'm capable of being a person in the world with everybody else in society. And and that is a huge difference for me. Yeah. And it it, it manifests in all sorts of weird ways. I mean, I uh, I had talked to I forget who it was, but some someone over Christmas I had said something about like, wow, there sure is a lot of cake. You know, and like desserts that they serve at Christmas. And I was sure. like, I could, I could really go for like, like, could you imagine eating cake every day? And and someone responded to me like, yeah, like you can get cake. Like it's not like <laughs> society has gotten to the point of where like if you want cake, you can get cake. There's no one stopping you from having cake. In fact, I used to have of... deep and delicious cake. Like I don't have that. That McCain freezer cake in America. I think we have freezer cakes. Yeah, it's like a cho- this was a chocolate cake with like chocolate icing and McCain put it up. I think McCain's primarily Canadian. Um, we we still do have McCain. In- yeah, yeah, but I just don't know if you have the same extent. I don't think we. I think I don't think we do. But we anyway, def- freezer cake. I used to have a freezer cake when I was single, living on my own. I often had a freezer cake in the freezer, and I often had a tin of icing in the fridge, and I could still do that. But like, I don't. It's not, well, it's, no, no. The problem with eating cake every day is it stops being fun. <laughs> See, that's the thing. Like, like I stopped having fun with it. I was like, oh, this, is, this, is, this isn't very good cake. 
in in writing out the notes for this episode, I realized, and if so, so to give you an idea, in writing out the notes for this episode, which was like I want to say two weeks ago, I so two weeks ago, thirty one years old, I finally realized that every day you could basically have something that is cake like. You can watch sure. a great movie. You can eat a cake you can have pizza you can i i know i'm mostly food centric because that's sort of like well, again that's with cake so well no 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 that's actually sort of how i'm wired like i i respond like a dog to most things as we've said yeah, hundreds I, of times on this podcast is i'm mostly like food driven like if someone if if someone that's why i never understand flowers when people are like hey here are flowers i'm just like i can't eat the you can eat some flowers but you can't eat those flowers no. And I'm just like, I don't know, like, why wouldn't you just give someone, like, a really awesome papaya? <laughs> or, like, it's hard to, to pick me- a papaya. That's the problem. Like, it is, it is. It's a bitch. But then so I'm saying, like, to me, if someone said, like, I really went through the time to, to, <laughs> to select this, papaya for, this you. papaya for you, it's really good. You should, you should crack this fucker open right away. I, I did see those. There's a, in Japan, this is a slight, slight tangent. In Japan, they have auctions for really, really good fruit. And like they'll charge like tens or twenty, like the low end is tens of dollars for like one fruit, and the high end like hundreds of dollars. Not, I don't mean yen, like it's the actual dollar conversion, like a lot of money for each individual fruit. I'm like, I could, I could see doing that once just to see what hundred dollar fruit tasted like. I could, I could definitely, I could definitely go with a scaled down version of that. If there was a store around here that said to me, "You pay twice the cost." of like like say a, a strawberry or something but i guarantee that these strawberries are going to be like select sure. like the good shit i would do that in a heartbeat because i'm terrible at selecting fruit like that's, I, I at the far the, the markets in town during the during the summer at least where there's plenty of fresh produce are pretty good you can taste everything and then no it's hard to taste papaya. I know. It's hard to taste papaya but that but that brings us back from the tangent to what i was saying originally i under, i know intellectually that those places exist. Sure. But emotionally, I just have never been in a place where I've said like, oh, it's Tuesday. I should go to the farmer's market because that's something I deserve to do. And that's something that people do. And, and that's a normal thing to do. I don't do normal things. Sure. Like that's still to 31 years old and people are still asking me. They're like, you lost weight 10 years ago. You lost over 100 pounds. How did you do that? And I was like, I didn't understand how to not do that. Like, once I started exercising, it was actually really easy to me because I just did that. Like, I just kept doing it until I was like, yeah, I'm basically bored with exercising every day and I want to go do other things. Uh, and I started smoking, actually. So <laughs> uh, it has absolutely nothing to do really with my health, had everything to do with like just that's a thing I did and that's it. And the same thing now, like, it, the reason I'm not 400 pounds is because it did not dawn on me that I could go to the store and buy a cake every yeah, it's day. It's a dangerous realization. It's a terribly dangerous realization. And I quit I, it once, but I'm slipping back into it these days. But it's 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 not necessarily a bad thing. It is if you get depends what your cake is. It depends on what your cake is. Yeah, yeah. I if I had it was just a piece of cake, one piece of cake every day, probably fine. Yeah. This is pizza some days, it's cake some days, it's cake is dessert to the pizza some days. It's like, you know how it is. 
<laughs> well, I guess, I guess I guess my point is that I realized that I could do nice things for myself sure. every day. Every day yeah, I can yeah. do nice things for myself. And you should. And but the, yeah, then that's that's but that's the second part of this is I still haven't gotten to the I should. I'm working on it. I really am. I really am working on it. But I I still have just only recently realized that like I can, you know, have nice things and and do nice things. And more importantly, that is the journey that one needs to go on in order to be a proper citizen of society. Because self-care is the first step to taking care of others. And that is something that I really have a lot of trouble with. And I've always had trouble with. Because because to me, that doesn't make any sense. Like, why would I take... Why would I serve myself first when there are other people that are hungry? You don't even have to do it first. Well... I mean, right. I'm not saying you shouldn't do it first. I'm saying then I, then I guess it's, you can I guess ease into it. You can do it yourself. Like, oh, okay, I'll take care of myself fourth. I, like, I guess. It, I guess it's. I guess it's the the a better a better metaphor for it is the uh, putting on your life jacket before you put on a child's life jacket. Sure. Like that's you know that it makes logical sense to me. You but, can help people a lot better if you're happy and content and functional. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> it's. Like I in the times when this has been working out over the last year, my God, like it is I I am my most productive when I'm when you have cake. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Like when I have cake, I, I went to go see a concert. Uh, Tim got me concert tickets for Christmas for Timmy Miss. And uh, we went to go see Rat and And then after that, like three days after that, I was super productive. And I was like, wow, like, why am I so productive? I'm like, oh, the reason why is because, like, I'm happy. <laughs> Treat and yourself. Like, yeah, it really, yeah. <laughs> I guess, I guess the thing is, I, I'm just so used to seeing people take that too far of, of where people don't realize, like, you've, you're spending too much time treating yourself or that's become the end result. To me, treating myself is the first stop along the way of helping others. Sure. And because that's I don't know what else to do with myself. Like, I don't know what the goal is here. I have no idea what the hell I'm supposed to do. Like, like when you try to kill yourself and you don't want to live long term, there's a couple of things you just don't understand. Like for a good chunk of my life, I didn't want to be here. And now that I'm here. People will like with you at the wedding last year, you know, you said like we're going to get married in eight months and it took me a couple of days to realize like that's a thing that's actually going to happen. Like I'm going to be at your wedding like that's like eight months from now is not crazy. Like even when someone says to me like five years from now, you know, what's your five year plan? I'm like, I don't know. I still feel that way. (laughs) Clearly based on the five years previous one. Yeah, but I mean, like, you, you might have ideas or, like, life goals or, like, like people have said to me, like, what are your... What are I, want, your... I, want a, I want a house with a garage at some point so I can get a Tesla. That's my, ma- that's my main goal in life at this point. But that's something... Like, and I'm doing like... nothing to achieve it, but that's something that, look, oh, that'd be nice. But when you get out of the bed, when you get out of bed in the morning, you stand up, you stretch out, and you go, fucking Tesla. Like, no. that's at least something... It's only no. when I'm forced to think about the future in some way. Okay, Normally I'm then, like, oh, what's on TV? Oh, I think it's some work done. Ooh, I'll have some pizza. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, th- I'm probably like, over medicated. Like I'm probably over sedated. I'm over consuming. I need to, like you're. I think you're under consuming, and I'm over consuming. 
Yeah, no, no, that's and that's <laughs> that's why we have episodes like this <laughs> because we, we both need that check. Where we're just like, all right, I need to like I even just uh for for like the last couple months, I've just now realized also that when I tend to budget, I tend to budget bills first, which makes sense. Sure, that's, that's totally fine. logical. Uh, after that, I tend to budget like what I'm doing for others. And then, like, for example, like, I'll budget, like, Christmas presents and or, sure. like, you know, people's upcoming birthdays or whatever and things like that second. And then usually it's savings or or just, like, making sure that things are – like, I, I, I started budgeting for taxes and things like that back in, like, September to pay my taxes for April. It's an excellent idea. It's something I should be doing. But see, here's the thing. Like when people people say, like, no, you should do this. Like you should do all of these things. And I'm like, yeah, no, you should. But like at the same time, you turn into a person. Like I'm not gonna say. Yeah, nice. was, what I'm saying is, you can give your friends slightly worse gifts if it means you can have more a little you time. But there's there's things there that can like you can save a little less. Yeah. Like all these there's things you can whittle away a bit. Like you can't, your bills are fixed, barring you be able to ch- like if it you can change some things possibly, but your bills are fairly fixed. But, like, your friends will understand if you get them a slightly less good gift if you need to take care of yourself. And, I, and I've, try, I've tried my best to do that. To, yeah. to over, like, I, I tried my best to be reasonable of where I try to balance those things out. I balance in all things. I mean, I, I, I mean, I can invite you to Montreal more often if you want to feel like you're spending it on me instead of you. Well, hey, no, the way the Canadian dollar's been, believe me, that's in the back of my head where I need to come up and fucking like fucking blow some money because I can do that. But yeah. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I think things have changed in where I've become more me centric, and in a way that kind of scares. Like the most obvious thing, I maybe not. I, I don't mean obvious, but I, I felt sorry for myself. And I, and I wanted others to some degree to feel sorry for me because I was depressed and I, I it, it didn't feel real enough until everyone acknowledged that, including my parents, who at the time and s- still don't uh, think of mental illness as an illness. Sure. Just yesterday, I talked to my father about he he's having some medical problems, and I said to him, you know you do know that your mother had that problem because he doesn't really, he doesn't speak to his mom anymore. And that's a whole thing. I don't really want to talk about on the podcast, but you know, I said, I said to my dad, you know, it's scary when you, when you don't know, you know, he's like, well, I never knew that she had that medical issue. And I said, it's really scary. You don't know that your parents or somebody in your family has a medical issue and it's just lurking there inside of you. Mm -hmm. Uh, and no one warned you. And he said, yeah, I said, well, you know, not for nothing, but now maybe you understand a little bit of what it was like for me. When I went to all these doctors and they said, you know, you can't just have this level of mental illness and no one in your family has ever had this before because this is definitely hereditary. And this is definitely you're mixing two bad batches together to get you Mm -hmm. like this is from both sides of your family, like no one, you know, and I'm like, no one I know. And and the reason why is because my family never talked to me about that stuff. And it wasn't until years later that every once in a while someone will let something slip. But for the most part, I never had a good, you know, medical – I never like, – because this is a medical thing. I never had the ability to go into somebody and say, like, you know, this is what it is because to my family, both immediate and extended, to a certain extent, depression is sort of indistinguishable from laziness or sadness. And as long as I 
kept waiting around for them to give me permission to to process everything that was going on with me, I never really figured it out, I guess. And and it was quite a while for me to and quite a while even after the five years episode for me to process that I do not need someone to acknowledge what's going on with me. I do not need someone to approve of what's going on. And they certainly don't need to give me permission to uh, classify what's going on with me as depression. And a lot of times that meant that I acted in a way which was – I was a brat, I think was fair to say. I, I, I think that if you if, – if, if Yes, you, but we all were. Yeah, but see, the thing is, is that now we're in a culture climate or climate culture or however you want to say that. Right now what's going on with us and our friends and everybody that we hang out with and everybody we know, there is a big push to look at oneself in the context of – you have privilege. What is your privilege? What do you have? Op- like, what are your opportunities? N- never has it become more obvious to me that I, I wanted to kill myself for many years, and I still was going to college. I was getting good marks. I graduated with honors. You know, I'm not. I'm not saying that I, I wasted an education, but I had an education that was mostly paid for by my grandmother. And then somewhat paid for, uh, once my grandmother's no longer around, uh, mostly paid for by the state, by, by the government, mm-hmm. uh, because I did so well and I was able to, to you know, get money for that. And, and also just because I was independently poor, uh, which, again, is kind of bullshit because, you know, I wasn't poor. I, I really haven't ever been in a situation where that's been an issue because of my family and my skin color and, and, and lots of reasons. Those are all social things. And I think that as I get older, I will only get harder on myself about those things, mostly as a way to keep my current self mindful of those things. But I didn't work on myself. I didn't, I didn't, I spent quite a few years not developing my self-worth I, I didn't believe that I could really – I didn't really truly believe that I could get over my problems or at least handle and control my problems. And I spent a lot of time blaming other people uh, instead of accepting what was. And I guess that's what, that's what I was at the time. But I don't really know – I don't know – I don't really know what else I could have done. But at the same time, I'm I'm, I'm ashamed of – what had happened and but but not not ashamed in a way that this keeps me up at night just ashamed okay. as i'm talking about this is this is you know hard to do sure because like i said i you know i have mild shame about my past life so i understand that as yeah. long as it keeps it a reasonable level you're okay yeah i mean it's it, uh, i i guess the thing like I, I i look at it now and i realize like i'm a tall white guy that's college educated i have zero debt I have a very good credit score for the most part and like I'm not doing great but the thing is is that I'm not doing really poorly either mm-hmm. because I've always had the opportunity to stumble and fall. I I get to sleep through my alarm lots of times yeah, yeah. and and not lose my job. Uh I get to make mistakes every single day. Uh I I spent a week when I was 21 with people who never got to make those mistakes and that's why they were in the place that they were. Mm-hmm. 
and that didn't change me right away. It took quite a while for that to sink in. It took me years to understand some of what had happened. And when I talk about this stuff now, that's why, you know, you're saying like the idea, like when people really liked when I didn't, you know, people really liked five years ago when I talked about that. And, and I'm sure now someone's going to say to me like, oh, what you're saying is very brave or, you know, I'm, I'm glad that you're talking about this. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, uh, I, I'm very mindful of the fact that my story looks like a success story because that's what we're used to seeing from, you know, Hollywood. Uh, smart. I, I, I'm not I'm not I have always been in all of the honors, whatever, you know, graduated with honors when I was in elementary school, I always ranked sure. extremely high and, and I've always gotten good test scores and everything else. And, and, and mostly my academic problems came from depression, not, you know, a lack of ability. And, and that's what that looks like, you know, like smart, mentally disturbed kid, uh, tries to kill himself, gets hospitalized, seeks help for that, uh, meets a, really helpful and wonderful therapist who you know works with him they have a combative relationship for quite a few years because of course they do and uh then he learns to love uh and there's a big happy ending like that's that's what the story looks like and i don't have my big happy ending yet um but i would be a massive asshole if i didn't acknowledge how lucky i am to be here and able to stumble on my way to, to happiness sure. to, to get to where I need to be. Um, especially because like I, I, I um, my twenties were largely spent being upset with my parents and in some way, because your parent, at least my parents to me were the world being upset with the world as well uh, for not being the best they can do. If anyone ever wonders why I'm so pro millennial anti boomer, it's because I will always have that problem with my parents of looking at how my parents are so disengaged. And it, it's, it's only now that I talk to my parents about things like politics and, and get a sense for like, you know, that they could have been a bigger part of the world. Like my, my dad has always said that his, his lot in life is that he goes to work every day and he just works. And, and that's all he does. He just tries to help people and he just works. And that's all he can ever do. That's all he can ever be. And, you know, I spent a whole year studying philosophy because I could, and I try to find a way to reason my way out of that. And now I kind of do my best to sort of embrace this sadness that goes along with realizing that my parents are who they are, and Mm -hmm. that's never change my dad is never going to hug me and tell me that he loves me and and confirm that i'm good enough i mean i i spent a lot of time reflecting in my childhood and realizing that a a good chunk of my childhood was spent with adults because i never got along with other kids and the reason why was because other kids will tell you other kids will you know like they've always said you know the meme of you know kids are cruel but kids are honest yeah and and kids will look at you and say like you know there's something wrong with you and and you aren't good enough to hang out with us. And I'm like, well, I just want to be good enough to hang out with you because all I ever wanted was to be good enough. Because when I went home, the first thing I heard was that I wasn't good enough. No matter what grades I got, no matter what I did, I just wasn't ever good enough. And that really fucked me up. But now I can feel sorry that my dad is in pain. And I can feel sorry that my dad is a broken person. And the same with my mom. And, And 
I know that my parents don't get to enjoy things the way everybody else can because they're people. Like he's a person, she's a person, and they're messed up, and there's a reason why I am the way I am. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I love both of them with all of my heart, but there's really not a whole lot I can do. And it's certainly become obvious, and we've talked about this a lot in the context of uh, talking about my grandparents. When I see my grandparents, I know that they're both of my grandparents are um, having problems with dementia. And I know that there's just nothing that can be done there. And it's a constant argument between me and my mother about, you know, how that gets handled. Because I said, you know, you got to just accept that's the way it is. And and she wants to somehow kind of like bring them back. I said, you know, they're gone. Like that's, you know, that that's what happened. And there's a reason why there are people that have to take care of them. And there's a reason why that, that that's just the way it is, you know. You can certainly feel sorry for it. You can you can mourn them and, and, and you can feel sad about it, but you can't weasel your way out of it. You know, that's what reality is and, and that's what it is. Um I, I, I guess I I'm uh, better than I was to sort of end this on a positive note. I'm more calm. Uh, I'm, you disappear I'm more, a lot less. I disappear a whole lot less. Um, maybe something to be proud of is that anger isn't really a part of my identity anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much that comes through online, but I, I try not to be sarcastic. I try not to be cynical. Ten years ago, I was very angry, and and five years ago I had calmed down, but but. You know, at, at at this point in my life, I'm very happy to to not uh, be carrying around a lot of resentment and hate. I still do. I still do. Have, I mean, I'm a person. I still do have issues with that. You know, I still I still uh, write other people's stories for them. When I see somebody doing something that I I, I dislike or I, I have a moment where my, my blood boils, I immediately explain someone's behavior and say, like, the reason they're doing that is because of this, you know, and that's not. You know, there's a reason why they're doing what they're doing, and it's almost certainly has nothing to do with me. Sure. And I don't know. I guess maybe maybe the best way to describe it is that I feel that 21 year old me would look 10 years in the future and be pretty impressed with where I'm at. I think so. Even if 10 year old you had an impulse101.com website. <laughs> no, no, no. I was saying 21 year old me. No, no, 20- but I meant 10 years, 10 years ago, person you like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I still, I still, I know. You know what? I actually thought about that. I was like, you know, would I be disappointed that I don't have a blog? And it's like, I do have a blog. It's called Twitter. Like, sure. I totally do. And it's not, I, it's not white text on black. Oh yeah. <laughs> can you can you believe how many fucking times? There's no, no one saying I can aim faster than you can run. Yeah, no, I know. Like, there was a lot of that was angry and yeah. angsty and and all of that and like and now I like I. Talk we to didn't know better at the time. No, we don't. I, I mean, I, talk, I didn't I talk either. To, I talk to clients now, and I'm like, you don't want to fucking. I mean, you don't want to put white text on black unless you unless you have to, or or footers is fine, but like main content text, you want to have uh, black on white, yep. and the, even just because you know phones. But uh, I didn't know any better at the time, or more important, I think at the time, I just you thought it looked cool. I, I thought it looked cool. Yeah. 
And we I all did wanna, at the time. Yeah, I wanted to be good enough. And also, but I mean, also too, not for nothing, but I did design a website for people that sat in dark rooms. Yes, you did. Because I was a person who sat in dark rooms all the time and talked on IRC. Oh, it's not too and... bright, thank God. <laughs> it looks like my terminal window. <laughs> yeah, it's it 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 is uh, what it is. Um, I, I I don't I don't think that twenty one year old me would would be i i think he'd be pretty cool with where i'm at uh, like i yeah, said I not so really surprised or, or like shocked or overwhelmed but you know to see me now to to be not suicidal and try my best to to move on uh, and to enjoy life em- embracing that there's still he'd be happy to see you now like yeah yeah that yeah that that is something that's something i think about a, a lot yeah uh i i don't i, I don't think the the path or how i got from there to now would make any sense to him because that's kind of the point mm-hmm. um it, it it's sort of in the same way like i said people still ask me like how did you lose weight as if it's like magic that it happened and i think it's the same way i would look at 21 to look at 31 and go oh yeah magic is the only way that i could be alive sometimes it is it might be your microbiome <laughs> could, could be i don't know i don't know so i still have bad microbiomes it keeps them fat it happens no, I'm not. I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm not <laughs> fat shaming. Don't. I know you're not. No, I know you're not. I know you're not. Yeah, but I. I don't. Uh, it, 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 I'm just saying. Like it would just be. It's. I'm different. Yeah. Uh, in a good way, and and that would be shocking and 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 confusing and and well, not 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 shocking, but confusing. And I, I believe that who I am now doesn't make sense to a solid decade of me. I think is the way to say it. Mm-hmm. But as I move further away from that decade, 31-year-old me seems a lot less impressive and magical because I'm looking forward and far backward. Like, 10 years from now, me is going to look back and go, really, really, dude, you couldn't fucking exercise more? Like, you couldn't, you know, you couldn't do that thing you're supposed to do? Like, you wrote all your goals out and you did all your things and whatever. And, like, I look at, like, the 11-year-old me, and I think eleven year old me would be as disappointed in myself as I am now. <laughs> uh, well, he's very honest with himself at eleven. Maybe dissatisfied would be the better word. Sure. I don't. I don't know if I'm ever going to get over the self worth and self esteem stuff, but I'm trying. Yeah. And seven or eight year old me backing off from 11 year olds like so you're saying seven seven eight year old me i would probably be kind of pissed off maybe maybe in the same way that 50 year old me will look back and kind of look at this as like a rough patch that lasted like i don't i don't think that if i look like 10 10 20 years in the future looking back i will probably look back on this as like a decade-long rough patch that started at 21 and ended somewhere around 32 hopefully fucking really hoping that's gonna happen that this this you know uh, trend will change uh, because I've changed it. I don't think they, they people explain when you don't have mental illness that when you get into your 30s, there's sort of this paradigm shift of n- preparing for your eventual death. And that sounds morbid, but I think a lot of people who are sort of in the same place that I am and, and, and certainly beyond the place that I am kind of understand what the hell I'm talking about. Like, I, I went from spending a whole decade where I was like, oh, I'm going to die, to now being 30 and being like, I don't want to die, <laughs> but I'm going to die. And I, like, 
think about it too often. I think about like death can come for me at any time. So I'm sure. trying to live in a way that respects that, which almost seems impossible on a day to day basis. But I try to do my best. Like, like cancer is a thing. Like, As like they say, I, fuck cancer. Yeah, fuck cancer. But I never, I, I don't know about you, but I, I didn't think about fucking cancer in my 20s. I, I stopped jogging to take up smoking. Cancer was not on my radar. Like, for many reasons, it was never on my radar. And now I'm like, oh, God, that's what's going to get me. Like, that's, like, now it's a question of, like, even just the other day, uh, someone was asking me about, um, like, thinking about life in general. And I said, like, I got about, I think I said, like, 4,500 movies left in me i could watch about four thousand five hundred movies in why my would life. you do that good, to yourself good no good good movies good movies like like legit like good movies so it's about once a week and tell them about like i think 80 75 80 somewhere around there what do you mean i just uh i don't i wouldn't like putting a number on that Oh, I don't. No, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't have any control over this now. This is what I'm saying. Like, I, my self-control has gotten to the point of where it's like I I have worked on the mental illness, but I haven't worked on the normal human illness sure. that is consciousness and and awareness of like oh, of our mortality and <laughs> and like and just realize like like even I noticed that there's a pretty good trend that I'm on of where I finish about one book a week. I read lots of comics because I can library or, or whatever. Sure. And but, they're quicker to read. Yeah, and they're quick, a lot quicker to read. The trade I can get through in a night if I wanted to. But usually I'm getting through about a book a week. Mm-hmm. And I only have so many weeks left in my life. So now when I select oh God, books. Shut up, shut up, shut up. Yeah. Shut up. Shut up. Every time I pick up a book. I don't need to make Because the thing is, once you, once you put a number on it, you can like you can make that list right now. Yeah, and you can be like, "Oh, yeah. this is what we do till I'm dead." Yeah, and like, there's enough movies and books to theoretically do that, and I don't. I, ugh. There's, ugh. there's too many books and movies like that. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I on one hand, ugh. <laughs> on the other hand, I have now realized that if I'm reading a book I don't like, I have my own permission to put yeah, that book. I've down got better at that too. Yeah, I don't need to fucking read this. Like, like we were the. Uh, I was on pub chat and they were, I, I do remember talking about, they were saying, is it essential to watch making, making a murder? murder? Yeah. yeah. And I, I was very flippant about it. I was like, you know, you, you could watch a five minute John Oliver segment and get the same, sure. like the justice system's fucked up. We should do something about it. Like if you need 11, to 12 hours, I think it's like 12 or 11 episodes long. If you need 11 or 12 hours of getting that, like, ire and getting that like getting that fire stoked inside of you to go and do something cool but if you're just watching it for entertainment reasons there's lots of entertainment i mean if that's what you want to do because lots of people love cereal i still haven't listened to cereal because i just don't i will listen to cereal because it will be a social thing that i can do and talk to it with others when there is somebody who will talk to me about cereal and have a long conversation about that ep- those episodes that at least rivals the length of listening to that series because it's good. I mean, it's this American life. Like it's it's good. It's good radio. I'm not saying it's bad. I, I'm sure it's extremely entertaining. But there's just so much to learn, and there's so much to do, and there's so many people that need help, and there's so much that that could you know I could be doing with my time. I really have to get better at taking care of myself because this time is only this. My time is limited, and 
Shut up. I, I, but I can only I can only do like this is what I'm saying. Like now I'm preparing for my eventual death. It at least it's sound... eventual. Yeah, but this, yeah, at least it's eventual. Like I've really turned around on this, but at the same time, I, everything I'm doing is basically in some way preparing for the moment when I'm no longer around. I want to help. I want to help others because I won't be here. I want to read and and I want to I want to educate myself and I want to take in and, and and do as much as I can because I want to make an impact on the world in in the smallest of possible ways because I have a limited time to do that. And that can be a lot of ugh. <laughs> but it can also be very freeing as I sort of learn how to control it. I have I have a good hopefully at least 40 years which is longer than i've been alive to figure out how to get that under control my goal my main goal right now is i want to die in a way that i go huh dead <laughs> like <laughs> uh, i i don't i don't want to go out crying i don't want to and it's not a macho thing like my masculinity has taken a massive hit sure. because of mental illness like that's i i still i still i still buy the soap that's in the black container instead of the pink container but you know like i or in the blue container whatever but like i at least it's not a masculine thing of like i have to have a good death and i have to face you know the reaper as a warrior it's like no i just i just want to go up being like huh all right that was a thing you know see you never and then you can throw my fucking body in the woods like i've i've already said that's why i've i've any time i get a chance where i'm being recorded i try to say like when i die my body is going to science and hopefully all of my organs are in somewhat decent quality so that they can donate everything possible or just feed it to dogs i like dogs just take out my liver you can feed and... the rest of dogs that's i'm, I'm I, that works for me like or yeah. fertilizer like just bury me somewhere and plant a tree like, yeah, cool. yeah. <laughs> but harvest the organs first make me as useful as possible yeah, exactly exactly harvest the organs and then toss the, the the like the husk and i'm fine with that i don't care because i don't I, as soon as i'm dead i want people to forget me i don't care that doesn't there's no i don't give a shit yeah. There's no, I, I'm not, I'm not coming back. <laughs> There's nobody that I'm not worried about it. I would, I would, it's the very real thing of hoping that people smile in at your funeral instead of crying yeah. at your funeral. Um, I, I want to be able to, to do my best between now and, and my eventual death. And I'm glad that I can talk about this because it's not, like I said, like my eventual death is not you know, next Tuesday. Uh, it, it might be. It very well might be. But I, I hope it isn't. And that's that's something. Like, it really is It really is something to have hope. Yeah. Because it completely... It, it is, as they say, a game changer. It changes the game. You start making plans. I have made plans for the future in ways that I could never do in the past. I look at myself now and I say, I am pretty good at my job. I could be ten times better at my job if I assert myself and study and learn more about JavaScript and, and, and do this and do that. And those things are going to take me months, if not years, to do. It just so happens I have months, if not years, to possibly do mm. that. And at least I'm on my way. And that's something. And if, if I die on the way, eh. You know. That's an excellent way to look at it. And difficult. Yeah. But excellent. Oh, 
it's it, it's it's something I can do talking to you right now. But sure, yeah, talk, yeah. I'll be back at three a.m. tonight, where I'm you know up like huddled in the blankets, like oh my god, I'm gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> like don't don't catch me on a bad day, you know when uh, when I I can't you know when I'm depressed and I'm you know uh feeling sorry for myself and it's you know late at night or you know no one's around and i haven't talked to anyone for a day or two mm-hmm. and you know whatever and then you say like well how's how's it going now it's like oh my god you know consciousness is a curse you know it's like but but right now i'm i'm okay you know and it's also because you know i i i had um i had a, a strudel i had strudel last night so i'm good i'm good for today like i got real a, strudel I, or like toaster strudel no real strudel nice. with cream I had real strudel with cream, and I'm lactose intolerant, so it made my stomach hurt for like four hours after eating it. But it was so good. It was so good, and it was like that's like that's you know, got to have your cake. Yep. And and to some to some extent, have some cake. I mean, really though, but I mean, but even if even if your life goal was to have all the cake, <laughs> hey man, cool. Like that's if that's what you want to do, I I respect that journey, and I. Uh, I wholeheartedly endorse that, especially because to me, to me, it looks like there's a false dichotomy there of where the alternative is uh, what I went through, and I wouldn't wish that shit on anybody. Yeah. I, I'd rather someone, I'd rather someone be 800 pounds and being like, "Fucking bring on the cake," because at least that's like, at least that person, like, I, I mean, that also, you know, <laughs> they might be like, "Well, this sort of sucks," but like, <laughs> you want somewhere in between. This sort of sucks, but so cake. Yeah. <laughs> you want somewhere in between. Yeah, no, no. Optimally, you want somewhere yeah. in between. But, you know, there's 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 a lot of people who do not have the ability to live in an optimal way. Yes, so, of yeah. course. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. So, do you have anything else to add? No, I don't. I'm good. I know this is a very as I pause to take a drink of water. I I, I know this is a very me heavy episode, That's okay. and I'm sorry, for that, but I figured I'd at least check in, it's check good. in every check in every five years, and kind of give a a, a frank assessment. In, in, in five years, when of course we're still be doing the podcast, are you gonna listen to both the five and ten or just the ten? I'm gonna listen to both. Okay, I'm gonna listen to both because I want to see if five years from now my opinion changes on the five year episode. I imagine you'll soften. Will I look back and say, what a dumb kid. You know, what a fool. Five years ago, me, that guy's an asshole. <laughs> but ten years ago, me, what are you going to do? You know, he's barely a human. I, I, mean, that's, I think that's what we do. We, yeah. we distance ourselves. Like, we, we have this weird... Humans have this weird thing of where we are super nostalgic for other things in the past but not ourselves you know i mean i guess i guess to some extent you do have as you get older you're nostalgic for your looks i guess i think that depends when you peak like if you're one of those guys that was awesome in high school you might be nostalgic for high school and the person you were then oh i'm hoping to peak in my 40s yeah that'd be awesome you want to peak late yeah no you want to peak early but like i feel people who peak early like you i think you look back on your peak like I, I don't think either of us have felt like we've hit our peak yet, so we both feel the same way. But like, I feel there's people we know, maybe not know, per- like, but there's people we've seen who peaked, and probably look back on that peak and feel bad about that, miss that peak of themselves. I think isn't don't you think it's way scarier to peak and not know it though? 
to be waiting to be waiting to hit your peak and just never get there. Not if you're not if you're striving for it. I don't know. Like you're just like moping along. Like why haven't I peaked yet? That's one thing. But if you're like aiming for a peak and you're constantly on the uphill, like you're heading toward like you're no, constantly no, no, no. peaking. No, I'm saying I'm saying that you're you did peak, but you're not self aware enough to understand that you peaked. Oh, I've seen people like that. Clint Eastwood's like that. Yeah. Is he? <laughs> Wow. Just like that George, George Lucas is like that. Like that happens in, in the public eye sometimes. But yeah, you'd want to be self-aware enough. But I, I think we're both. I think especially you have not peaked yet. Thank you. Uh, I'm not sure yet, but I'm not looking back at any particular era of my life fondly yet. So like, I think that's when that happens. You know, you've peaked. I you I used to look back. Like if you're always looking back, like oh things were better back then, then you're like oh well then. That's what I peaked. I used to look back very fondly on college because it was a time when everyone was taking care of themselves in such a way that, like, in a very college way of, like, hey, do you want to go out and get beers? Like, yeah, let's go do that. I never like, had that. I, yeah, well, I, I did. And and so for, for years, I never had the sort of camaraderie and, like, sense of, like, every once in a while, someone would come into my room and say, hey, do you want cake? Sure. Essentially. And and I was like, yeah, fucking. I mean, if that's what everybody else is doing, then it's totally normal to do that. And and then and then after college was no longer normal, and there was no one that was coming in to offer me cake every day. And and that I I felt a, a big hole in my life. I'm just of that. sorry. I'm just thinking of uh, Leaf Insect Man. Yeah, on Twitter, he loves cake. Well, he he, he no, he just works somewhere with enough people that there's cake every day. Yeah, but still, like that's he, like. That He's excited about it, but still, it's like I just—I'm just thinking when you talk about the cake, like, oh, or you could work in an office that's, in some ways, soul crushing and horrible. I don't know if Dan's is, but like the idea of the image of the, an office that big is sort of soul crushing to me. But like, I, I will—you get cake every day at least. I will lay a narrative on Dan's life, and it seems like Dan is the man who is wringing the cake out of life. Yes, Dan's. Like he, yes, yeah, Dan's and, awesome, and that's who I strive to be. Like that's he—he is a—he is a—a a, a everyday hero for me. Of where I see someone who's wringing the cake out of life, and I go, "That's what I want. To, that's what I want to be. Five years from now, that's who I want to be. I, I want to be the cake. kind of person where someone goes, that, that's the dude who's really getting the cake out of life.' I so. wish I had cake. You could. You can fucking get cake right now. You can get deli- you can get someone to deliver <laughs> I, cake to you. No, I, it's probably not. It's, I need to order food with it. It wouldn't be enough on its own to read the delivery requirements. Um, Unless I ordered a whole cake, which seems excessive. Like I want it's, a slice of cake. I don't need a whole. I don't need a whole delivery cake. I can make a cake. But a cake, a cake today is multiple slices over time. Yeah, I, I can make one then. If I'm gonna have a whole cake, I'll make a cake. Fair enough. And it might, it'll say, probably Duncan Hines, but I you, you get not, a sense of accomplishment out yes. of it. And I like Duncan Hines. It makes me. It reminds me of childhood. Like I, it, oh, it is possible I peaked at like six. Like I do look back fondly on like no worries I, I, cartoons. I, I, and like Nintendo, that was fun. Unless you were like, a but like cool- I don't genuinely like. I don't feel like I'm a better like. I don't think it was actually. That's that's the time I like most fondly on because it was easy. I was I was way better at. I'm way better at video games now than I was. <laughs> I'm way better at everything. I don't know that I'm better at video games now than I was then. Oh, I'm way better. I was terrible at video games growing up. Like I was. Well, I'd, be, I, I'd be Mario Brothers then. I never did. I did. I never did. And I still oh. mostly play platforms. <laughs> Yeah, no, I've, I, well, okay, I've never really gotten good at platformers. That is a thing that I never like, get good at the rest of it. I'm terrible I, at shooters, so 
yeah, yeah. The game, the game has changed, and I have gotten good at the thing that is yeah, now. No, I, I, my video game skills definitely that. peaked at some point. Yeah. No, well, yeah, individual skills will peak. Yeah. They will. Sexual skills will come and go, as yeah. they say. But uh, I, I don't. Uh, I, I don't think that you have peaked yet. I don't think that I have peaked yet, and I look forward to that glorious future of of peaking, peaking all over the place. And then, and then slowly, slowly fading into obscurity in a very non-Dennis Reynolds type of way. Oh, Dennis! Speaking speaking of fading into obscurity, I think we should wrap this up. I agree. So, uh, if you want to talk to us about this, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Joey Hethlick, H E F L I C H. And with me, as always, is Ryan, and I'm still on Twitter at Gobo. Also. Yeah, you should spell that because you won't want anyone confusing you with what is Gobo Gobo Ox? The the Gobo. government of Oaxaca. El oh. Gobierno del Oaxaca. Oh. Like so it's G O B for Gobierno and O A X for Oaxaca. Uh, the province in Mexico. And sometimes when a tweet happens and it gets cut off at the end is like eight just at G O B O and the A X gets cut off. And so I just got eight tweets in a row, someone complaining about the police in Oaxaca. You should see. Here's the problem. But it's in Spanish. It's... And like I can sort of let's I can parse bits of it out. But I'm like I can't translate this for people. Oh, I would see that. That would be something that would change my life. If all of a sudden they, for whatever reason, someone mistake my Twitter handle for like any sort of province or anybody who was in charge. If someone started talking to me like I was in charge of something, I would learn any language in order to talk back to them in such a way that the, I would say like, yes, I'm handling this <laughs> with no real power to do so. Well, you're a terrible person. Oh no, absolutely. Like there's no, like that's yeah. But I mean, that's just who I am. Like, that's, yeah. that, I, I can't, I'm sorry. I can't change that. <laughs> if you'd like to talk to the both of us in some fashion, in a way that we can change things, then just or add not, both of us. You can you can add both of us, or you could add uh, internet BFs, right? Yeah, yeah. So, which I may have to switch to make sure my screen's not my icon's not blue anymore, so I see all the things, and it drives me crazy. Or you can find us on Facebook or the website or whatever else. So, internetbrothers.com. Yeah. Congratulations! Congratulations! You did it! You did it! I did it! Years, ten, ten, ten years. Well, no, no, the podcast couldn't have been on for ten years. So it was, it was. I think we're like what year six or seven now. Yeah, more than we think. More yeah, than think. more than there should be after this many episodes. Cer- certainly more than five years. That's for yeah. sure. So, anyways, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. Take care. I still wave every time I do that.